Welcome to the Chirbiz Podcast, practical tips, tools, and information that will help grow and transform your church. And here's your host, Dwight Smith. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chirbiz Podcast. I'm your host, Dwight Smith, and this is a show that's all about creating the right systems to help you grow your ministry and impact your community. In today's episode, we're talking about video and specifically live streaming your weekend services in a way that's both professional and impactful. You know, using video has not only become a popular trend among churches, but it's also a necessary one to grow your ministry and effectively market your church. And while video is certainly a powerful tool and one that many churches are now embracing, this episode will focus on doing live streaming well, in particular Facebook Live and YouTube Live videos, since those are free and so many black churches are already broadcasting their weekend services live online through them. So to get the best information and tips, I turned right to the source and hooked up with my very special guest, Mr. Dante Elliott, who is the owner and founder of Vivid Culture Media Productions in Fayetteville, North Carolina. I learned about Dante through my longtime friend, Fred Potts, who is the senior pastor of Breath of God, where Dante is the director of media. Dante is an Army veteran who's provided video and photography services for some well-known celebrities, including Brian McKnight, Dave Hollister, Calvin Richardson, Ricky Dillard and the New G, Chrisette Michelle, Tisha Arnold, and Winsome Sinclair. You know, I learned a lot during this video, which I always love. And you can feel Dante's passion for video and photography and his excitement around doing it well, which connected with me for sure. You know, pay close attention to some of the tools and gears that Dante recommends because he describes how to get the best video quality on just about any budget. You're going to want to also check out some of the live streaming tools that he recommends and how you can tie them into your worship presentation software. These tips are going to take your church's live streaming to the next level, folks, and give you even more of an edge as you increase your reach among your community. So sit back and enjoy as we get right into my conversation with Dante Elliott. Hey, everybody, Service Podcast. I am joined today with a very special guest, Mr. Dante Elliott. Dante, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our show. It's so good to have you. How are you today, sir? I'm great. I'm great. Just feeling well. Having a good day. Good, good. I am so the things that I've been wanting to do here for a while is talk a lot about video. I am I love tech, right? So I'm I'm a tech guy. I love doing it, but I'm always always making sure that I don't step out of my lane. So I always try to make sure that I find the best people with the most knowledge about this wonderful topic and how it influences and impacts churches and get them to come on our show and, and definitely talk to our, our audience about it. So you are that today, my friend. So I'm going to get jump right in and uh, go ahead and ask you a whole your brain in order to, to give our folks, uh, give our audience um, all the information that they need in order to do video, video well. So, so I want to talk about live streaming in particular, because uh, I know you've got a wealth of information on videos, and I was really impressed by what you had done over at Breath of God Church uh, with Pastor Potts. But let's talk about live streaming first, and, and really in particular, do, do me a favor, let's break down for everybody what it is and how it's different from any, different forms or other forms of videography. So live, live stream is exactly what the name says. It's live streaming. It's where your audience gets to see what's happening at that particular service as it's happening. 
That means there's no there's no editing going on. Whatever happens live happens, meaning all the mistakes, all the faces, all the noises, everything that happens live, the audience gets to see it. So that, that's the difference in live streaming. Okay. Versus editing uh, you can do later on with the video. Yeah, definitely. So with editing, you have that chance to go back and fix it up, you know, to how you want it to look. Because a lot of times with live streaming, you know, you're having to depend on a device to do everything for you. And if that device fails, then you're really put in the dark. So that's where the editing comes in at, you know, so you can go back and you can fix those mistakes. You can fix when the camera might have moved all of a sudden or somebody might have bumped the camera or somebody might have walked in front of it. You know, just those mistakes you get to fix. But with live streaming, you'll see the mistakes. Even still, you still get to edit them out, but the ones that were watching still get to see what happens live. You know, and so that brings up a great point. And I guess that, that's kind of one of the first things that I wanted to talk about, because I'm always interested if there is you can go back and edit. What's the advantage then of doing it live stream? Let's say on a Sunday morning service from the pastor. What's the advantage or, or disadvantage of, of actually doing it live versus recording my entire service and posting it later on for others to watch? So the huge advantage is the ones that are watching, they they may not have been able to make it to church that morning. Uh, They just may not want to go at all. And they just may be going through some things. So the advantage of it is they get to watch it once again, live as it's happening. So it's as if they're sitting right there inside of of the church. So it's as if they can do it right there on the couch or wherever they are. So it gives them the opportunity to see it right there live on, on the spot. And also with live streaming, you have the opportunity to comment and be a part of the conversation. So, I know for my for myself, I'm always monitoring the Facebook lives as well. So I monitor the comments. So when they're in there and whoever's going to comment and say things, they get responses back from the one who's running it and it makes them feel a part of it. So that's one of the biggest advantages of live streaming a service. Now, disadvantages. Once again, um, <laughs> if there's any mistakes, they're going to be seen. Yeah. if there's any <laughs> if there's any mess ups with the with the equipment, with the Wi-Fi. You know the, the the hub or whatever you use breaks down, then the the service is down. The service is shut down. It goes black. So now you're just so whoever's watching can't watch it anymore until you get it back up. If you ever get it back up, so that's one of the main disadvantages of it. Okay, yeah, and that, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's there's a lot of churches. That's probably one of the, the advantages um, with, like you mentioned, being able to kind of be uh, kind of be live. Uh, as people, as the service is going on, people giving people the opportunity to feel like they're there uh, during that time. So that, that, that's a great point. Then, then tell, talk to us then about, because one of the things that the Turbis likes to do, and what we want to make sure we stress on, is that we love doing things in excellence, right? So that's why I, like, I love getting experts on. I love, you know, I love people who really know their craft and really know how to do things well. Uh, teach our teach our audience about how to do things in excellence. So when we talk about live streaming, what I wanted to, to talk about today is really how to do it well, how to do it excellence, because I happen to, to catch a lot of live streaming. I, you know, I see it going on and it's becoming hugely popular, especially across a number of different platforms, which we'll, which we'll talk about in a minute. But tell me then if, from an excellent standpoint, how if I'm a pastor getting started, how many people do I really need to go ahead and, and start doing live streaming? For my service, are you are you asking how many people, as far as people in the audience, or people working the live stream? Let's say people working the live stream. People working the live stream. Is there a certain number that I need uh, in order to do live stream well? Uh, you know, because 
we're, we're, as I'm assuming it's different from, you know, having multiple cameramen, um, you know, you know, versus like, let's say a professional setup. Um, how many people really do I need in order to do it? Well, to be honest with you, you just need one, <laughs> but okay. it all depends on what software you're going to use. So for instance, and, and I hope I'm not moving too fast, but I use this, I'm using the sling studio. We had the switcher previously. That was, that's what we were using before, but now okay. um, I was able and blessed enough to upgrade to the sling studio. And when I say you need one person, that's all you need because the sling studio is set up to where you have a hub and however many cameras you're going to use, this also allows you to utilize your, your professional video cameras. So however many cameras you're going to use, you just set up the camera links to those cameras and you control, you control all of your angles and, or all of your cameras from your iPad or your, your iMac or your computer. So essentially that one person sets up everything, puts the angles where they need to be. And all that one person has to do is monitor it from their iPad or their computer. So literally you need one person to set up and, wow. and run a live stream. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and definitely we're going to get into that in a minute. Cause that, that, now I'm now I'm really peaked. My my interest is really peaked. Yeah. So then, I guess before we talk about the gear and the hardware, what are some of the most popular streaming softwares or live streaming softwares that people are using now? Nowadays, people are using the Sling, like I mentioned, the Sling Studio. They're using the Switcher Studio. Uh, some people are using what's called I think it's called Caster. That that's that's mm-hmm. a that's a popular one. There's another one that I was gonna use, but. For the life of me, I cannot remember the name of it, so forgive me. But those ones that I just named out, those are the most popular ones, especially the Sling and the Switcher. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then what's the difference then, I guess, between, let's say, swing, uh, the Sling and Switcher uh, and, let's say, YouTube Live or Facebook Live? You said, what's the difference? What's the difference between those two? Because, like, normally I think I see people normally just – take an iPhone out and, you know, I've seen videos. In fact, let me, let me go break down kind of what I typically see. Someone's got a video camera or a phone in their hand. They've pushed Facebook live and they're literally holding it through the entire service. Um, or they may have that phone or iPad on a tripod. And that's what people see. It's, a, you know, they push Facebook live or YouTube live and, and that's it. Okay. So, how is that different from, let's say, studios uh, or the Sling Studio and, and Caster or some of those other features? Okay. So the difference is now as far as streaming to Facebook and YouTube from your device, that's no different because as long as you have a YouTube account, you can go face, you can go YouTube live from your phone as long as you have a Facebook account. Now, as it pertains to the Sling and the Switcher, the difference is the quality. Um, and I know a lot of churches nowadays, you know, back in the day, you know, it, there was no no dark services. You know, it wasn't dark in the audience and live on the stage and it was just light mm-hmm. all over the church. But nowadays, the trend is, you know, dark in the audience. So it's more intimate and it's lights on the stage only. So right. if you're if you're talking about switcher with the switcher, you can only connect Apple devices. So that's iPhones, iPads and even your MacBooks and iMacs. So with the switcher you connect your Apple devices and the difference is going to be the quality because when you have a lot of these uh, churches who do the dark, the dark services with the lights on the stage, that kind of messes up with your iPhone and your iPad, depending on the quality. Now, if you have like an iPhone 10 or, or the newest iPad pro, you'll probably get a pretty good quality video. But if you have the iPhone sixes and the fives, 
and the first and the second generation iPads, then your quality is going to be very choppy and, and very distorted. Now, mm-hmm. on, that, on that same token, the Sling Studio allows you to hook up your professional cameras. That's your Sony video cameras, your Nikons, your Canons, your DSLRs, your and you can also connect your your iPhones as well. So the difference to answer your question is going to be the quality. And just okay. it all depends on what devices you're using. But as far as streaming, Sling and Switcher both can stream to YouTube and Facebook. So, yeah, it, it, you, you have that option. And on that same note with the Sling Studio, you also have the option to to uh, stream from your church's website. You know, if, if, that, if that's something you want to do as well. OK. Mm-hmm. OK, that's cool. Yeah, definitely want to talk about that. So. So then maybe go back in, and, and again, I'm still trying to get the fundamentals for everybody. So then once they shoot this video, and let's say, you know, I finish watching it, it's live, service is over, where does the file go? Like, like, is there somewhere, can I download it later on or download it to put it back on YouTube later on or, or Facebook later on or my website or, or how does that work? Well, yes, once the video is finished, it saves to your account because, of course, like everything, you have to create an account. So in your account dashboard, you're going to see your videos. But on that same token, with your Sling Studio, well, let me back up. The Switcher Studio does not come with a hub or anything. You're literally streaming from the headquarters. So that's why you'll see a a lot of delays in the Switcher Studio broadcast because you don't have a device in the church. Now, with the Sling Studio, you have a a hub. So your streaming and your, your, your stream is going to that hub. With that Sling Studio on that hub, you plug in an SD card or a hard drive. And once you finish your stream from the Sling Studio, it saves to your hard drive, which you have to make sure you set that up before while you're creating the project before you hit live. So to answer that question, the Sling Studio, the videos go to whatever hard drive or SD card is in your is connected in your Sling. And it also saves to the Sling database when you create your account. With the switcher, mm-hmm. the switcher does not have a hub. So the videos save to the Switcher Studio dashboard. When you create an account, you can go into that account and you can see your recorded videos. Um, and of course, they also go straight to Facebook or YouTube, you know, depending on how you have it set up, you know, because sometimes when you hit in live, it'll automatically post it afterwards. Now, you can tweak that to where that doesn't happen if you want to go back and edit it. But to okay. backtrack and, and answer your question again, to recap, the Switcher Studio, the video saved to the dashboard in your Switcher Studio account. The Sling Studio, you can hook your hard drive and your SD card to the hub, and it saves to that. And you take that out, plug it into your computer, and get your editing going. Okay. So it sounds like then the Sling Studio or the Switcher Studio is really taking the place of, let's say the, uh, I shouldn't say old-fashioned, but the professional video where people are switching from, let's say, camera one, camera two, going back and forth with multiple angles versus... Mm -hmm. You know, one person with a single, you know, iPad or iPhone, uh, basically just kind of recording directly onto the streaming service. Yeah. So to that point, um, and I'm, I'm only talking about Sling because that's what I'm using now and I love it. But with the Sling, okay. you have, let's say I have three cameras set up. So from that iPad or that computer, I see all three of my angles. Now, to what you okay. just said about the old school way, you know, switching different angles, you still do that inside of your Sling. Because each camera is going to record its own its own file, so you're going to have four different, three different files. So while it's recording inside of the Sling Studio, 
when you go to your post editing, you're going to see all three files. So you're going to see mm-hmm. the, the, you're going to see the recording from the left side, from the right side and from the middle. Now, while you're in your live stream, because it also records while you're live streaming, you when you 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 the one um, you the one that's directing and switching the angles. That's how that one of those files is going to show each angle as you switch them. So when the pastor goes to the left and you switch to the left camera, it's going to record how you do it. But you also have the opportunity to go back and edit it to where if you might have, you know, switched it at a wrong time or you might have, you know, did it too early, you have the option to change it. But once again, that's the while it's live streaming, you are switching each angle from that control center from that iPad. Okay, right. While you're live. While you're live, yes. Okay, okay. So then let's say then you're coaching a small church right now that wanted to do live stream with it for the weekly service. And let's say they, they never did it before, but they've got a volunteer who, yep, I, I'm okay. I want to come in and I want to be a part of the, the media team. And I definitely wanted to, to, you know, be a part of the live video. What would you, what platform would you recommend to them and, and why? For their live stream? For their live streaming, yes, sir. Definitely, once again, definitely Sling Studio. Okay. Definitely Sling Studio because it just, it like I said, it gives you the opportunity to have, have a, a better quality because once again, with the switcher, you can only use your Apple devices. And if you don't have those new, new, new Apple devices, it's not going to be the best quality. So with this Sling, you get to use your, your DSLR cameras, your video cameras. You get to use 4K camera, you know, everything that, that, that records in really good quality, 1080p and 4K. So I would mm-hmm. definitely recommend the Sling Studio. Now, of course, the Switcher is more cost effective. It's, it's more, it's less costly because it's a, um, it's a subscription with the Switcher. The Sling Studio, okay. it, it, yeah, the Sling Studio, it's a one-time purchase, but it's still worth it in the end because you, you're 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 trading quality from the Switcher to the Sling. You're trading in quality, and you're also trading in that option to be able to record on each different individual camera to have three or four, however many cameras you have, you have all those files to play with afterwards where you can edit it up and post it on your website. So, so your people can go and look at a finished and a a produced video besides the switcher. When it's just, when, when the live is done, that's it. You know, it, it, whatever you record it, that's what it's going to show. Okay. Yeah. Even, even if you had different cameras, it's only going to show how you controlled it while it was going live. With the Sling Studio, you're still going to be able to see your live stream. But when you go to when you go to edit, like I said, you'll still be able to take all of those angles with those cameras that you had, and you'll be able to put it together. And then, and not only will you have a good looking live stream, but you'll also have a good looking video to post on your website and social media to where everybody else can see it. So that's why I would recommend the Sling Studio. Okay, so then let's talk about then the gear then. So same same scenario where I'm I'm a, a church that is just starting out with live stream. I've got a limited budget, right? Tell me again then what kind of uh, equipment would you recommend? Let's let's say I've got less than a thousand dollars to play with. What kind of what kind of equipment would I would you suggest that I I get started with? So less than a thousand dollars, you want me to get the sling first of all. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I know that sling the the hub itself is a thousand dollars. So if you're a church that's less than a thousand dollars, then I would definitely go back to the switcher studio because with the switcher, you're only paying for a subscription, which I believe is about $25 a month. 
So that's okay. all you're paying a month. And you still get to live stream with multiple cameras and and still with that a thousand dollar budget, you get the twenty five dollars a month for the for the switcher, and then you can take some more of that money and go to a pawn shop or a trade it and just purchase some used iPhones or iPads, about two or three of them, and then you'll you'll have your, your angles. So Okay. Yeah, for a church with a small budget, definitely recommend the switcher and then take twenty five of that, pay for your subscription, and take the rest of that and go get some used phones. So then let me make sure I, I got this. So you're saying, let's say I, I bought, you know, I, I got three iPads and, you know, I've got one center, one left, one right. I bought a couple of tripods with them, um, you know, to mount them. I could set all of that up and still get the switcher and still come out for less than a thousand dollars. Yes, definitely. And it's it's even better when you have people in your church who already have iPads and iPhones, because for instance, last the Sunday before last, I, you know, I didn't bring one of my one of my devices. So one of the members had an iPhone 10 R and he was like, hey, you want to use my phone? So I was like, perfect. So if you have members who have this stuff or members, members who are a part of the media team, you can say, hey, I need you guys to bring this every Sunday. And those are however many people bring them. Those are iPads and iPhones that you don't have to spend money on. So you're essentially just spending money on the switcher subscription. Okay. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay, that's pretty good. That's really good, actually. So then let let's go up. So I'm, I'd say I'm I'm a church that says, okay, you know, we, we believe in, in live streaming and we're really going to invest in it. So we're going to go with now. You know, we've got a medium sized budget. So let's say between five to ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. What kind of equipment and what would you recommend for someone like that? All right, so five to ten, definitely buy the Sling Studio. Okay. So and you know with with this Sling, you know there's some it's best to buy a bundle. I purchased the bundle. So the bundle comes with the hub and you got to take into consideration that your camera links, that's what goes to your, your, your cameras that you're going to hook up. So however many cameras you're going to use, that's how many camera links you need. Now, the good thing is you can, you can still hook one of your cameras to the sling studio hub. So let's say for instance, I have three cameras that I'm going to be using. I only need, now the bundle comes with one camera link. So that means I only need to buy one more camera link because one of my cameras is going to hook to the hub. The other is going to hook to the camera link that comes with the bundle. So I just need to purchase one more camera link. So with that bundle, you you've only spent $1,700. So you still, yeah, you're, you're still five and $10,000 budget. So you're still below budget. So once you get that done, you need to purchase a couple of used DSLR cameras. I, I would recommend anything from Sony, Nikon or Canon, you know, as long as they record 1080p to 4K, I would I would <laughs> recommend any DSLR used, of course, to stay on the budget. And definitely, definitely, I would invest in a video camera. I have a Sony FS5 Mark II. It's about a $5,000 camera. Now, of okay. course, you know, I believe in used. I, I don't believe in buying stuff brand new un- unless it, it's just necessary. But I believe in buying stuff used because, you know, the used works just as good as the new. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely, I would invest in a video camera. Once again, your DSLRs can do the job as well because, shoot, um, film film produce, producers and, and filmmakers are making videos with iPhones nowadays and DSLRs. So you can do you can do the job with the DSLR. But for a church with that budget, definitely the sling, definitely some DSLR cameras and possibly a video camera, a professional video okay. camera. Okay, and the professional video camera over the DSLR is it because of the quality again? Yeah, it's 
it's quality in, in, in some cases because I have a, once again, I have the Sony FS5 and I have a Sony A7R2. So though, both of those are 4K cameras. The, I guess the advantage of having a video camera is you get more, you get more features. You get more things to play around with. And in a sense, it is better quality because it, be, uh, it may be a lot more megapixels than the DSLR. So it, it's, okay. it's, it's all about quality. And then, of course, it's all about your lenses as well. So that, that's another thing I would add into the pot, because if you're a church who does the, the dark services with the lights on the stage only, you definitely have to get a lens that supports low light recording. So I hope I'm not speaking Spanish here, but you get a lens that has an, an aperture low low as low as 1.4 or 1.8. That, that's okay. what you want to look for, because what that means is that's how bright your picture is going to look. So when you're in a low light situation, um, you can turn that down, and your and your your video won't look uh, grainy. You because I know, I don't know if you've seen a lot of videos, but they look very grainy. You can you can see like some yeah, grainy. the darker it gets. Yeah, yep, yep. That what that what causes that is you're trying to record a video in a low light situation, and you're turning all of your settings up, and it's causing grainage or, or grain in the video. When you have a lens that supports low light with that f stop 1.4, 1.8, you can you can record in low light without the grain so let's do a recap the sling studio the okay. dslr cameras used of course um maybe one at least one professional video camera and and definitely a couple of low low light supportive lenses to go with all of those cameras okay all right so that's awesome so then okay so now i've got the large church right mm -hmm. we've got um you know, we've got, I shouldn't say money to play with because every church is going to have a you know, budget constraints, but being a larger church, we've got a larger budget. And let's say we're going to go ahead and invest in the media department and we've budgeted this month to spend up to $25,000. Okay. Tell me again now. So tell me if, and, we, and again, we're still talking about doing a really high quality live streaming service and, and just, just the video recording, you know, in general of our services. What kind of gear and what kind of equipment would you recommend? Okay, so with the church for that budget, once again, I would still stay with the Sling Studio. And okay. as far as cam as far as equipment, definitely I would do all professional video cameras. I, I wouldn't do any DSLRs. I would do all professional video cameras. Now, on that same note, you can still do those DSLRs because they're still going to give you high quality, great quality videos. But for a bigger church, I would definitely definitely do professional cameras and here's why because a lot of those lenses on those professional cameras have better zoom features because with a bigger okay. church you're going to need to zoom because you're not going to be in a more smaller church you can you can be in a certain spot and not even have to zoom in so mm -hmm. with a lot of dslrs when you have to zoom in depending on your lens when you have to zoom in a lot it causes more grain and more distortion to your photo so when you have these professional video cameras you can be up on the balconies and on the platforms and, and just way back out of sight where you can still zoom in and, and get a good picture. Now, on that same note, okay. I would also add in, I don't know what these are called, but I came up with my own name. I just call them videographer chairs. That's where you see okay. you see them in, in the middle of the aisles or you see them in the middle of the church. And they're in these chairs that can either go up or go down. And there are cameras in front of them on a big tripod. And they can sit. Yes. Yeah, they can sit there and they can monitor and move it how they want to move it. I would definitely invest in those two and a platform to put them on because you don't want to be 
in the front of the church where people feel uncomfortable coming up for altar call because they see a bunch of cameras up there. You want to be out right. of you want to be out of the way of that intimate setting. So you want to be in the middle, in the back in the middle, and on the sides in the middle. And if your balcony isn't too high on the balcony, shooting down. So recap on that one. Definitely the sling. Definitely professional video cameras. Um, once again, the lenses that have a higher zoom rate or a higher millimeter where you can zoom further and definitely mm-hmm. some, some chairs to, to, to sit your people on. Now, once again, you don't need three and four people because with this sling, you control it all from there. Now, if you just want to put somebody somewhere and put them on, put them on those seats so they can just make sure the camera's there, it's fine. Or if they have to move the angle, you know, if, if the pastor might go crazy one day and just go all, all off the, <laughs> the, the camera, then that's why you right. need somebody sitting there. But, if you if you know your pastor, you know he doesn't move that much, and you're fine. But definitely that. And now I didn't even touch on the sound, which I hope I'm not moving too fast on that. But you you definitely no. yeah you definitely have to run your sound from your board to your Sling Studio hub and 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 your your switcher. Now with the Sling Studio, it's literally one cord. Um, it's a it's two x it's an XLR to a quarter inch. So the XLR, okay. yeah, the XLR cables go into the board, depending on what board you have, and the quarter inch goes into your sling. That way you're getting sound directly from the board to the sling, and you're not catching a bunch of people talking and a bunch of noise outside of everything. You're just getting whatever comes in through those microphones and those, and you know, and the, the musicians as well. You know, Dante, you brought up a great point, and I think, you know, I think we kind of probably – missed that but i want to go ahead and definitely backtrack on that because that's a great point sound right and so you mentioned you know feeding that directly into the board so let's say for you know let's go back for that church that's got a thousand dollar budget how did what's the best way of and i'm 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 you know i'm still using let's say i'm still using my switcher studio mm-hmm. but are, is it shotgun mics or what's the best way of, of of getting good sound into those uh into that string the best way to do it is since you're on Switcher and you're using Apple products only, there's a device called the iRig, and it's maybe a, maybe forty dollars on Amazon. So it's called iRig. Wow. Well, yeah, what that does that's a device that a lot of musicians use to to record. You know, their if, if they if they want to have a jam session or if they have a track in their head and they want to record it, their iRig plugs into the quarter inch plugs into their I'm sorry, the XLR goes into their, their guitars or their music or their, their instruments. And then you have another piece that goes into a, a, um, what is it called? Oh my goodness. Um, I forget the name of it. It's a Scarlet interface. It goes into the interface and what, the, okay. what that, the, the interface, it just EQs everything and makes it sound good and gives it a place to run to. But with that, with that switcher, all you need is your iPad that you're using for your control center, your iRig, your quarter inch goes into your iPad into the headphone jack. And then the other end of the iRig goes into your your mixer. So literally to get sound quality straight from the board, you're spending 40, 40 bucks on an iRig. That's awesome. That's awesome. Because I, I have heard, you know, and I won't call any churches names, but I'm just going to say it. I have heard, you know, again, because you got that person holding the video camera holding let's call it the cell phone mm-hmm. and you're getting all the ambient noise across the not just uh, across the church but you know if people are sitting next to them you know people voicing you know crying babies or whatever yeah. you're, you're getting all that ambient you're getting all that noise coming into the live stream as well so 
that that's huge if you can get a, a more professional sound uh, still using, you know, well, look, at a lower cost. That, that's a big advantage. Yeah, definitely. And I can look, I can be transparent because that 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 happened to me before before I was before I was knowledgeable on, you know, the device to, to purchase. I was doing live stream with just running straight from the, the, the devices microphones and I was picking up the, ba- mm-hmm. the babies I was picking up the people praising you know and them screaming hollering at the pat like picking up all of that so I had to really educate myself and even even picking up the sound when I had to move and walk and fix one of the angles I'm here you can hear the wind in the live stream from me from me walking you can hear the the, the scrunchiness and everything from the from the uh, microphone so I had to learn that lesson the hard way because it really made the live stream very unprofessional because you can hear everything. So yeah, for $40, you get you a iRig if if you have the switcher and go straight from the board to your to your iPad. Now with the Sling Studio, it, you you literally just need XLR cable to quarter inch and it's the same thing. It goes into the hub to the board and I think that cords maybe 13 or $14. So yeah, it's 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 literally not expensive at all to 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 have great professional sound on your live stream, and it and there's not a bunch of cords required either. So when we talk about the internet, I guess that that's the last piece of 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 this puzzle. What what's the minimum speeds, or or I guess the, what kind of setup do you need for a church? Uh, speeds, you know, Wi-Fi, router. What kind of devices, or what's that setup look like in order to be able to? Uh, do an effective job of minimizing buffering and, and giving people a good live stream. So essentially, as far as speed, from typically 128 to, to 320 kilobytes per second. And pr- so, for instance, if you have Spectrum Internet or Comcast or Xfinity or whatever you use, just make sure you're you're getting at least the, the 100 to 200 megabits per second speed because okay. of course you know the, the faster the speed the the better the the quality and and you know it's, it's nothing pausing and delaying because you have to take this into consideration when you're doing live streams the quality of your cameras which if you're doing 1080p at 60 frame, frames per second if you're doing 4k the quality of your cameras or how you're recording factors into your 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 internet speed so if you are recording at 4k at 60 frames per second and you only have maybe two megabits per second worth of speed it's not going to work at all okay yeah so so essentially you have to t- take that in, into consideration now i'm going to be transparent again i don't know the ins and outs of speeds i really don't i i, I can't really sit here and give you a full you know ex- explanation on you need this speed to do that i just know that what works for me is as long as it's 50 megabits per second or more, then okay. it works for me. And that's fair. I think that's, I guess the big thing is you definitely want to have, you know, so I guess with the other question I have though, is, is it better to hook directly into, let's say your router or is Wi-Fi good enough? Okay. That's a really good question. So, and I actually encountered that last Sunday. So what I started doing, was because the church already has its own Wi-Fi. Okay, and, yeah. Yeah, so, and they're already running other devices off of that Wi-Fi. So when I first did the live stream with their Wi-Fi, it was, it was delayed. It was very choppy. It was, it was slow because they had other things running. So 
what I would recommend someone do is go to Best Buy, go to Amazon, go to Walmart and purchase, purchase a router. And what you do is you what a router does is it gives you a separate connection. It gives you a separate Internet. You can name it church, church, something live stream Wi-Fi that. Mm -hmm. way, yeah, that way your streaming device is connected to that separate Wi-Fi and, and nobody else is on it. But but you. So, that, okay. yeah, that can ensure you the fast, the fastest speed. So what I did, I was just using my router from my home. And then I just recently purchased one to leave at the church. But I went and got my own router, set it up because you, you, you have to hook it up to uh, an Internet. So take, so take it to your church, plug it in, pull up the, the software, set it up. And then all you have to do is plug in your router and turn it on and you'll see your Wi-Fi name and make sure you connect to that Wi-Fi. That way nobody else okay. is on it. Because even you got to take you got to take into consideration that members of that church who've been going there for a while or members in that church probably know the Wi-Fi code, too. So you probably have 20, 30 people on the same Wi-Fi. So that's why you have to make sure you have your own separate with the password and make sure nobody else knows it except for I, I'd say nobody needs to know it because the only one doing the live stream needs to know what the password is. So he so that person can be the only one connected to it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so you got dedicated Wi-Fi. You're on your own network in order to to get as smooth as as possible on the internet side. That's right. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's good. Yeah, because I think I've seen that before, where you know it gets pretty choppy, and and like you mentioned, more people in churches, um, especially today, because people want to know what's the Wi-Fi password, and I've seen people, you know, churches even post it up so that people uh, can get them get on the Wi-Fi. But of course. Like you said, if you're sharing that with, you know, 50 people, 100 people, then obviously it's going to slow down. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what happens. So it's always best to just go out. And once again, you're not pe people think to do people think that when you do things like this, they see all the equipment, they see all the stuff you have. And they're like, oh, you must have spent thousands of dollars when really, no, it's it's very, very low cost to do this. This stuff, you just have to know you have to know where to shop and how to shop and where to go to and how to get things. Because once again, my philosophy is the used works just as good as the new. You don't have to buy brand new all the time. That's good, and I, I, I love that. So then, tell me, give us some 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 great places to look for used good equipment. Then, okay, um, there's actually oh my gosh, this is my go to place for anything anything photography because I do photography as well. So anything okay. anything photography, I go to Southeastern Camera. It's in Raleigh. That store is my it's like my second home i go there for everything because they have everything from new and used another place okay. I, yeah another place i would use definitely amazon amazon is definitely my go-to um another place would would be you won't find too much stuff but you may sometimes you'll find little golden nuggets at pawn shops and places like traded you know i don't okay. I don't, know, I don't know if those are state or i don't know if those are uh, statewide but i know they're in fayetteville so you know but just Thrift stores, you may find little rams in the bush, bushes with thrift stores. You just have to go at the right time, you know, but definitely find you a camera store in your in your local area or near because me, there's no camera store in Fayetteville. So I got to go to Raleigh to go to okay. Southeastern Camera. Yeah. OK, so then I guess to, to kind of close out, I wanted to talk about one thing before before we talk, get off uh, before. It was, you know, we talked about the kind of the camera, we talked about the equipment, but I also want to talk a little bit about the marketing and the engagement or interaction mm -hmm. of, you know, the churches while live stream is going on. So if you're, let's say you're a church 
you've got live streaming going on in your church. Talk to us about interaction. What is it important? Why is it important? And then what you should be doing and what kind of things you should, how should you be engaging your audience as, it, as you're going on through live stream? So it's definitely important to acknowledge the people who are watching. So I've, at, at, at the church that I previously went to and the church now, you know, there's always a portion in the service to where the pastor acknowledges the people watching. So you always, you always mm -hmm. want to acknowledge that. And you always want to make sure that when the pastor is about to read a scripture or if the pastor has key points, you want to make sure that, um, that, that you put these things up on a screen. So for instance, a lot of churches now have projectors. So when the praise, mm -hmm. when the praise and worship team is singing, the words are on the screen. So what you want to do is, and that there's a software called proclaim that, that we use and it's awesome mm -hmm. literally you you create a, a presentation and you have everything your slides your pictures your videos everything is there and all you have to do is click it but the thing is the only people that can see it are the people in the church so to answer your question you want to be sure because once again you can use your your laptop as another source as another screen so oh. yeah, you, yeah use your software pull it up here and when the pastors read the scripture, you can pop it up on the live stream. When the praise and worship team is singing, you can go from either just showing them on the screen singing. You can put the words up there and then you can also do your your closed captioning. You know, so as they're singing, you can have the words at the bottom of the screen as it's going. So to answer your question, you definitely want to make sure you're interacting not only with your audience that's in the church, but interacting with the ones that are watching, too, because they're they're just as important as the one sitting in the church. Dante, that, that's huge. So I'm familiar with Proclaim. Um, how do you do that? How do you get uh, to where you're able to show, like you mentioned, let's say the praise team is on, on you got, you're streaming them, but then you switch over to the words that's in Proclaim and then back to, let's say, back to another camera with a different angle. Right. Is there like a button or, or how does that, that work? Yeah. So it's all, it's all in your control center. So I'll give you a, a, okay. a, another, another example. If I'm going to control, if, if my control center is going to be my iPad, that means in my iPad, I see all of my angles. I see my sound, how that's going. And I'm also able, which I left this part out. I'm also able to put up lower thirds while the service is going on. So that control center is, is exactly what it, what it's called, the control center. You do everything in there. So to answer your question, you you um you you can you connect your laptop to the Wi-Fi that's on the live stream, and that automatically connects it to the hub. So okay, yeah, on your control center, you'll see your computer. It's just the same process as clicking over to each different angle. Your computer's an angle now too. So when you click on your computer screen on your control center, it's going to show on that stream what's on the computer so from your pro <clears throat> excuse me from your pro proclaim you hit where it says go or live on air or go air it now and it'll be yep. full, it'll go full screen so you keep that full screen on your computer so that way when it's time to put something up all you do is hit your control center screen with your computer or hit the computer on your control center and now it's showing what's on your laptop that's awesome mm -hmm. that is really awesome because now you really get into a really good, clean, professional-looking video, you know, using using that uh, control center. Now, is that available for Sling and for Switcher, or just for for just for Sling? Yes, Switcher. I was when I was using Switcher, the same thing. So, 
I had my iPad, my iPhone, and I had my, my MacBook. So my MacBook, once again, you have to make sure you everything is connected to the same Wi-Fi. So when you pull up your control center in, your, in the switcher, you're going to see your phone, your iPad, and you're going to see your laptop on the angles. So once again, pull up Proclaim on your, on your laptop, go live or hit go on air on your Proclaim so it's full screen. And then on your control center, you'll see the full screen. So when it's time to do it, you just hit the hit the button and bam, there's your live stream with the words or wherever you want to put up the scriptures or everything. That's awesome. I think you guys should give me ideas about because I'm I'm gonna start doing more video. That may be my new uh my new studio setup. That's that's pretty good because uh, I got a couple of iPads. So I mean, I was always interested in how you do the different angles, and so. That that would be really cool. I was so gonna, that, that's awesome. I was gonna say too. Um, you know, these podcasts. Whenever you want to make, whenever you want to start doing like videos, this will be the switcher or the sling will be an awesome investment for you because now you can and then you can hire somebody to man that control center and now you have your different angles with your guest during your podcast and now you have a video. Now you have a production and you can go back and edit it afterwards and put it. I out love there. that. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get my mug out on, out on the internet so everybody can see my wonderful smiling, all 32 teeth. Yeah, yeah. Put yeah. Put a face with the name. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, super. So then, I guess if there's one thing that you could leave the church with before we go, what would it be about regarding video live streaming? What would you want everybody to know? What I want everybody to know is, if you're gonna do this, and we're speaking for ministry, if you're gonna do this for ministry. Because I'm going to be honest with you, I don't, I'm not a religious person. I don't claim to be religious, but I am spiritual. So, mm-hmm. because to me, religion is man-made, but that's another podcast. But anyway, okay. I'm a spiritual person. So, I, what I would say to people is, if you're going to do this, make sure this is what you love to do. And not just, I woke up one morning and hit record on the camera and I like what I do. No, you have to be passionate because you're not just doing this just to be doing it. You're doing it for ministry. Anything you do in a, anything you do in general is a ministry. So mm-hmm. video and photos, you have people, especially live stream. You look at it as you have people's lives in your hands. Your quality and the quality of, of your video uh, is based on people's perception of things. So if somebody if somebody's going through something and they get on Facebook and see and see Breath of God is live and they look at Breath of God and it's a it, and it's just not done right. It's a bunch of people walking around. It's it's very distorted. The sound is is too high and it's it's just not put together well. That person is gonna click off and go find somebody else. Be- and right. so and what you're doing is you're you're causing somebody to really miss out on a blessing or miss out on an answer because everything happens for a reason. That's what I believe. So it wasn't by coincidence that that person clicked on that live. They needed to, but because of how unprepared people were that was supposed to be doing this as the ministry it turned that person away so once again i will say to people if you're going to do this video and live stream in a church you have to love this make sure make sure you're anointed to do this you have to be anointed to do it because you have to take this video this video streaming the same as serious as a pastor takes his sermon on sunday it's the same exact thing nope nope there's no there's no big eyes and little use it's all the same the, the pastor preaching, he's giving people answers, but you being behind that control center, streaming this service to other people where, where they can see it and doing it at a level of excellence, it mm-hmm. also makes your job important, too, because they're able to hear clearly. They're able to see clearly what's going on, and you just don't know what answers you may find 
for you may uh, help people get to. So once again, you have to be passionate about this. Don't just throw yourself into a position because you just on a whim like to do it. No, be poured into and be trained properly. So there's already somebody. Yeah, if there's somebody already in your church doing it, don't just jump up and say, hey, I want to or don't just jump up and try to take over on Sunday. No, go to that person and say or go to the pastor and that person and say, look, I want to see about how this works because I'm interested in it and be trained properly, because that's one of the problems in a lot of not even churches, just the world in general. There's people in positions who don't who have no business being there because they haven't been properly trained or poured into. So absolutely. Yeah. So just just to recap again, make sure this is what you love to do. Make sure this is your passion. And if you haven't done it before, meet up and network with people who have done it and get all the training that you need. Pray on it. Pray about it. Learn. Pray. Just like you have to study the Bible. Just like study YouTube, study manuals and make sure you're anointed to do this and make sure this is what you love to do because people's lives are in your hand. The moment you hit live, the moment you hit go, you have whoever, however many people's watching, that's how many lives you have in your hand. So you have to make sure you do this at a level of excellence to where you're able to not the pastor, not the only one bringing souls over to God. You're doing it too through your video. I love that. I, and I, I'll be honest, I couldn't have said it any better myself. That is awesome. Dante, we have thoroughly enjoyed you. I mean, you've been a real, real big help. Your information was on on point. It was spot on and something that we definitely want to make sure that we take into account and make sure that we're doing video well. We're doing, you know, we're doing live streaming well. We're representing God well, and we're being excellent in the kingdom. That's, that's exactly what we're all about. So thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for being with us, and, and, and God bless you. We love having you uh, and, and all the information that you shared with us. Definitely. I enjoyed it. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you so much. So super. If John Tech, check him out. His and He's actually the owner of Vivid Culture, and you can check him out on Facebook at the hashtag Vivid Culture or Instagram uh, at Vivid Culture. And he would love to be able to check out his stuff. Like he said, he's doing video. He's also doing photography. Um, and definitely get more information from him. Contact him if you want to come, want him to come to your church or you need him to, you know, come to you. Uh, I'm sure, you know, he call him about his prices. Make sure that you're getting the information that you need. Uh, but he's definitely a guy that you want to have. Uh, on your team, helping you do your videos well in church. Definitely. Thank you so much. Dante, thank you so much again. God bless you. And we'll talk to you again real soon. Okay. Thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed listening to the Churbiz podcast, practical tips, tools, and systems that will help transform and grow your church. For more information about Churbiz, please visit our website at www.churbiz.com. And for more awesomeness, join our free Facebook group, The Iron Shop. This free online community lets you connect with other church leaders, ask questions, share ideas, and get feedback from nonprofit professionals. Join the community today at www.churbizironshop.com.